Hey everyone, my name is Mike Vaughn. I'm a writer for Geek Vibes Nation and I am so excited because I am talking to an actor that I've just admired and been a, been a huge fan of for a long time, Richard E. Grant. We're talking about The Lesson. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Thank you very much, Mike. Absolutely. Um, so uh, again, big fan uh, with Nail and I is one of my favorite movies. Um, and I might catch some catch a little flack for this, but I like Hudson Hawk. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, jumping into this, uh, what kind of drew you to um, the lesson? Uh, what kind of appealed to you about this project and indeed your character uh, that you play? I think because it's a hermetically sealed family unit of a very successful writer who is very controlling of his family, but they've their teenage son has committed suicide. Side. So they are all of them in a state of grief and into this hermetically sealed world that they live in um, comes an outsider in the form of a young tutor played uh, by Darren McCormack. So you know that it's the cuckoo in the nest that, that <laughs> the stuff's going to hit the fan sooner or later. And uh, so, you know, that that makes instantly for something that's interesting that that what is going on on the surface and what is going on underneath um, is is the contradiction and so yeah, it was active too also the fact that it was a, a director alice tratton who'd never done a movie before um alex mckeith's screenplays the first time a, a movie as his of his had been made Dow is a new up-and-comer i think he made only a couple of movies stephen mcmillan who plays my other son um same thing julie delpy and and, and I have obviously been around for a hundred years, but um, so all of that made for something that you knew that people were going to be very hungry to, to, you know, put all their passion into something. So it didn't feel like it was, you know, kind of another job, a run of the mill thing. So <laughs> that, that made, made it very attractive. Yeah. And it's a fantastic movie. Y'all are so great in it. Um, you know, being an author yourself, do you feel like that kind of helped you and inform the character a little bit more? Uh, yes, except that this character is so egocentric and uh, <laughs> self-confident and contemptuous of everybody and everything that, um, and then, of course, catastrophically suffers writer's block, which unravels what, what happens in the, in the story in the third act. Um, but certainly the isolation of being a writer um, is something that I have had first-hand experience of. And my wife had died six months before making this movie, so last summer. So the isolation that grief puts you into is something that was directly paralleled with, with making this movie. So that wasn't something that was planned, it just is of, of how it evolved. And uh, so real life bled into screen life, as it were. Hmm. Um, now, you know, speaking of, um, I don't, I don't think this is giving anything away, but you have this amazing, uh, water fight scene with, uh, Daryl McCormick. Uh, can you talk about filming that scene? Um, you, I, y'all are so good at good in it because there's a tenseness, but there's like a dark comedy, uh, kind of intermixed. Yeah. It's a, the climax of the film where, where the tables are turned on the person that is supposedly my character in control of everything and uh then everything is upended and it's you know it's the classic thing of old guy versus young guy and who's going to win and inevitably you know there's no surprise of who does win because 
that's just the laws, laws of nature. So uh, I got on very, very well with Daryl, which, which made it enormously helpful because I think that if we'd been at loggerheads, it would have been difficult to do that. And we had a great um, stunt fight coordinator um, who showed us and we rehearsed everything of, of what we had to do. Um, and because it was shot in the summer as well in Hamburg, standing in for Oxfordshire, in England, uh, the lake that we have this climactic fighting, uh, originally was going to be shot in the fall. And so there was great worry that we'd have to be in wetsuits and, you know, mm. <laughs> so, so cold. But as it turned out, it was so hot, it was a relief to be <laughs> plunged into the water. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, uh, is it the water scene yet? You can kind of. We knew that today. Um, but no, it, it's really fantastic. Um, you obviously have some really amazing co-stars that you mentioned, um, Julie Delpy, Dara McCormick. Uh, what, what was that like, uh, having these amazing uh, actors to kind of play off of? What was, what was interesting is that, that when you go on location normally and with a chamber-sized cast that we were of, of four actors, usually that's very bonding and you spend all your time together out of... Um, um, either side of shooting hours. On this thing, I think because the characters are so isolated within the story from each other, apart from a cast producer directed dinner that we had at the beginning of the shoot, we never socialized thereafter. And that wasn't planned. Um, it's just the way that it, it happened. And uh, to curiously real life exactly mirrored what was, was going on in the scenes of the, of the thing. We're all staying in the same uh, apartment hotel in Hamburg, but I never had a single uh, social thing with any of the other actors, and they didn't either with, the, with with each other. To my knowledge, they may they may have been having parties together <laughs> and not told me. But uh, and whether that was that you instinctively are protecting yourself from becoming too familiar with people. Um, <laughs> Because they're so isolated in the story, I don't know. But it it's it it was all that that happened. I've never never experienced that before in a movie. Hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. And, and you you would say that definitely kind of helped. You know, uh, like as you say, if you got too chummy with them, it might be be harder to kind of really get into how cutting you can be. Say, to say, yeah. But I'm not. You know, I'm not a method actor. None of the other actors were. But it's just something that it's just the way that it worked out. Hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I, actually, I was going to ask you what you uh, thought of method acting, because I know that's very controversial. Some people um, don't particularly like it. Um, what are your thoughts on one method acting? I've only worked with um, Daniel Day-Lewis on Scorsese's Age of Innocence in 1991. That's mm -hmm. the only time I've worked with an actor, you know, the most celebrated actor of the method, you know, going. Um, and I found it very unnerving because Danny was so friendly at the beginning of the movie on the, on the first day of shooting, the generator broke down. And then subsequently for the next three or four months that we were doing this, uh, because his character uh, in Edith Wharton's book loathed the character that I was playing, he literally blanked me or avoided me. Mm. And that was, that was very unsettling. And, you know, but I can't argue with it because he, he's a consummate actor and um, 
but that's the only time that I've encountered the full method before. Mm -hmm. Every other actor is, you know, just you know, <laughs> in between and they're saying this or uh, yada, yada, yada. Oh, do, uh, do you know, what is Mike Vaughan like? And, you know, is that beard real? How long is it? You know, all the stuff that people just, just do. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's my own experience of it. Hmm. Now, uh, I'm speaking of your own process. Um, when you, you know, delve into the script, um, do you kind of formulate a little bit of a backstory for your character? Or do you feel like that's oh, okay? Yeah, you do. And, and in the learning of the lines way in advance, I find that 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 gives you everything about what is going on. Because if you are as prepared as you possibly can be, when you then arrive on the set, and the director or another actor gives you something that is totally left of field or unexpected, you can recalibrate or adjust or respond to that um, without any worry that your lines are not, you know, absolutely secure. Because I found that in my experience of actors who try and wing it and don't really know what they're saying, they then, eat up the oxygen of the shooting day or rehearsal time because they just haven't put the work in in advance. Yeah. And it's very often excused by, oh yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I, I like to keep it fresh. Well, they don't keep it fresh. They just keep <laughs> everybody waiting because, you know, they haven't got the lines right. So yeah. frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always find it so interesting talking to different actors about kind of how they get into character, their process. And again, I love your character because it's so, again, cutting. It's so like it's this dry, sardonic kind of, I was going to say not wit, but like you just have a way of like cutting people's characters down, like other characters down, just in a way that is so eloquent, but like also just like completely eviscerates them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, something that I can't do in real life, but you get given a character, you can do it. And, you know, somebody else has written the lines for you. It's, you know, that's that's the kick of, of doing it. Well, I was going to say that must be so liberating and fun when, yeah. you know, it's not you saying it. It's like, exactly. you know, a character you can really just let go. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. I love that. That's that's amazing. Um, now, uh, if you were to re get to reprise any role, uh, a previous role, what would it be? What happened to Darwin Mayflower as you mm. brought up that Hudson Hawk movie? No, what well, he got, you know, <laughs> moliated in molten gold. So we know what happened to him. Um, <laughs> I had such a great time working with Sandra Bernhardt in that. We used to fantasize about the the the, the entire the entire sort of. Uh, string of movies we could make just with these two people in various in various places you know, running yeah. running a despotic you know regime <laughs> somewhere in south america or anywhere but yeah, yeah. i don't i did you know to be not to be to try and answer your question seriously that every part you hope that you're not going to be asked to do a facsimile of what you've done before so anything that's new or somebody gives you something that's you hopefully haven't haven't done before is equal parts terror and excitement so <laughs> you travel in hope of that yeah that's amazing i mean and it, it's just again you've worked with so many iconic directors like the player with robert altman like just uh the list is like a mile long of 
the amazing stuff that you've been in. Um, I mean, heck, Star Wars, uh, that, that must have been such an amazing experience. Absolutely extraordinary. Off the chart, because I had seen the first one when I was a drama theatre student in 1977 when I was 20. So if you told me that four decades later, I would be in the final instalment of that, <laughs> the, the nine original Star Wars, I would have said, yeah, yeah you're, you're dreaming. You're, it's you know, <laughs> really a possible dream. And uh, so when I got the call from J.J. Abrams and was given this part, I, I couldn't really believe it. And uh, I didn't tell him that I would gladly have paid him to be in it. You're not supposed <laughs> to do that, but I generally would have done it. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and now uh, I mentioned that you have a book coming out, right? In August, your, your memoirs? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Memoir that was, uh, it came about because I posted a, uh, something on social media on New Year's Day a year ago, um, in which I said that, you know, after the death of my wife, I felt like a, a turtle that had lost its shell and my compass had been broken. So, I then had publishers asked because it got such an extraordinary response um, uh, in cyber that uh, they said, would you write a memoir? And I was very reluctant. My daughter said, I think that if you, if you combine all the history of your courtship and how your careers have inter interweaved, because my wife was a um, celebrated dialect coach, accents for actors, um, and then go through the whole Oscar circuit race for Can You Ever Forgive Me and all of that. If you write that in combination with the last eight months of um, my wife's life, it would be a way of, you know, honoring her and also um, our life together. So it's done incredibly well. It's been been at number one bestseller Sunday Times book here when it came out. And so it'll then it'll come out, I think, at the beginning of August in the, yep. in the USA. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely, it's gonna, I'm gonna pre-order it later today. I'm really excited. Um, now, um, kind of wrapping up, um, besides the lesson, which that comes out July 7th, which yeah. again, amazing movie, y'all should should have that on your calendar, but is there any other projects that you can talk about? Uh, that you yes, have I'm in Saltburn, which is the second movie written and directed by Emerald Fennell, who got her Oscar for writing um, Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. Mm -hmm. And it stars Barry Keehan, uh, Jacob Elordi, who's just done Elvis for Sofia Coppola's uh, Priscilla movie. And uh, Rosamund Pike and I play husband and wife. And there are scenes in that that I have never seen in a movie before, which you can't, you know, I don't know how many times you can say that in your career. But <laughs> Emerald Fennell is extraordinary. And it's, it is unlike anything that I've been in ever. So... Uh, that comes out in the fall and it's called Saltburn. Amazing. Uh, well, that's great. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate Thank your you, time again. Big fan. Uh, the movie is The Lesson, July 7th. It's amazing. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mr. Vaughan. Yep. Thank you.